All right, welcome to the first of its kind, world-changing manufacturers network. Lisa Ryan has her ears to the ground and her heart in the game. Get ongoing education and new connections right here with Lisa and the manufacturers network. Buckle your seat, listen, and spread the word. Here's Lisa. Hey, it's Lisa Ryan. Welcome to the Manufacturers Network podcast. Our guest today is Mark Gillum. Mark is a rebate expert and director and evangelist at Enable, a SaaS solution for B2B rebate management used by manufacturers, distributors, and wholesalers across 50 industries. Mark started out his career at a major financial institution's and progressed to senior finance roles in the construction industry, where he witnessed firsthand the strategic value of rebates. So, Mark, welcome to the show. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for having me on. So share with us a little bit about your background and what led you to being an evangelist for rebates. Sure. It's it's quite a job title. So I started out nearly a decade ago after moving out to the financial industry and I went into the construction industry where I went to an organization and they had hundreds of millions of pounds of rebates. And what they realized was they needed the financial controls that say, for example, a bank would have to manage all of this money because this rebate was multiples of their profit. So I was brought in and worked with them for for many years, optimizing kind of the administration side. And as we optimized that, we moved into how to enhance the management and then latterly into how do we add strategic value with our rebates? So really looking at how they're used commercially. And yeah, it's been, as I said, a really big journey. And then more recently, I transitioned over to Enable. Um, so they, as you mentioned, provide the software that manages rebates. And we were a client of Enables throughout this whole time. And what's been great there is coming over to actually help the industry rather than just the one company I was working for. So for me, it's not about the software. This is more about how do we use rebates strategically to add commercial value. And when you're talking about rebates, I know in the past they have had a bad reputation where people have used them to either mask pricing or come up with these complicated schemes that made it almost impossible for you to get your money back. So what's changed and how is it benefiting manufacturers now? That is definitely one of the, probably the biggest challenge I see at the moment is this reputation from the past about rebates. So when I started at at Grafton, you could very clearly see that they were not used for mutual growth. There was a lot of schemes there that were benefiting one side more than the other. And they were almost seen as a necessary evil in business relationships. And what's changed, I think, as companies become more digitally aware and mature, I think that the whole business relationship has changed. In the old days, I think businesses were not as collaborative as they are today and didn't recognize back then the importance of working together for mutual benefits. Because of that shift, that's also translating into how trading deals are structured to benefit everybody. 
And so rebates are part of that, that, that shift. And I think the bringing them, making them more transparent, bringing them out into the open so everybody can see the influence they're having on a business, I think is really starting to take them into the place where I think personally I want them to be, where actually they are a strategic tool for, for mutual benefit. So can you give some examples as far as what a manufacturer would use a rebate for? How do they work? So there's quite a different number of different use case scenarios. But if we go to a really simplistic scenario, so let's say you manufacture two product ranges. You've got and you have one product range, which is your staple product, which you sell high volumes of, but that's not where your margin is. That's not your highest margin range. Then you have a second range, which lower volume, higher margin. You could offer your customer a rebate that says, if you buy in this particular ratio of the two ranges from us, so 25% of your sales are in that in the higher margin range, I will provide you with a rebate across whether it be just that range or all of your buying. So what you're trying to do there is subtly have the customer buy both ranges from you and not just press on the low margin where you as a manufacturer, you know, are, you know working hard but without the return you want. And so that's one scenario. Another where, say, margin isn't as important, it could just be a simplistic growth incentive. You could take, for example, a customer's spend for last year, add a certain percent to it, do it on, on, volu- on a volume basis, and incentivize them for growth. And you can tier that as well so that as their growth keeps going, they keep getting more rebates. And the beauty of both of those schemes is that it's building loyalty as well. So there's a secondary benefit. These are typically annual terms, which means that customer is going to be spending with you all year. And then at the end of the year, you're going to give them, a. you can either pay cash, but my advice would always be to pay credit notes. So you put a credit on their account for this rebate, which they then got to spend with you again to spend through the credit. So actually there's quite a few benefits and it is mutually beneficial. The, your customer is getting what they want, which is always, you, you're already giving them the great service, but this is now giving them control over their pricing. And you're getting what you want. You're either influencing your mix or your volumes and you're incentivizing loyalty. Yeah, that certainly sounds like that you're developing relationships because everybody likes to get a nice check or a nice rebate at the end of a year. I know that (laughs) in the United States here, we have Costco and we look forward to that rebate check that we get every year. But I really liked what you said, too, about the opportunity to um, sell a wider variety of products to get more of your product line in there. Because a lot of times customers may not even know that you carry that one product because they've been buying the other thing for you for so long. So that gives you additional opportunity to really penetrate that customer with more and more products. And like you say, really build some nice loyalty in there as well. Yeah, no, I think people don't realize how rebates are part of our everyday life, whether it's I see point schemes as a form of a rebate, anything where you're incentivized to do something and then you receive something retrospectively as a reward, 
for me, is a form of a, a rebate type arrangement. Um, and all the big retailers have been using them for decades. And so clearly they're doing, they're achieving something for them. And yeah, there is something, as you say, about being able to see how you're performing and just stretch yourself to that that next tier. And if I put the boots on the other foot here, so as a distributor, as the buyer, we would sit through multiple meetings in the latter part of the year and be looking at all of our trading relationships with our manufacturers and saying, where have we got an opportunity to spend a load of money and earn more rebate? And so the manufacturers aren't even, their salespeople aren't even having to come into our office. We're actually proactively having conversations about how can we spend more money with that manufacturer. And to add to that, we're also then bringing in our sales teams and saying, we're about to spend twice as much with this manufacturer as we normally would, because it's going to make us this great big six-figure sum. We're going to take half of that six-figure sum and we're going to throw that into a sales promotion. So how do we all work together? Um, and then we go knocking on the door of the manufacturer and say, hey, good news, we're about to spend a load of money with you. And that, for me, is what these things are about. The, and like you say, we're just looking forward to that reward. Now, how would you start a conversation? Because like I said, we're from a consumer standpoint, I understand rebates because like I said, Costco, I mean, Discover Card, Basically, I think that's how they built their whole reputation is 2% cash back. <laughs> but when you're in a business relationship with people, how do you structure the conversation so it, the, you're really promoting the benefit and it doesn't sound icky or it doesn't sound like a bribe? Ooh, if you buy this, I'm going to give you this. So what? how would you get into that conversation so that you're going that win-win that you've been talking about? Sure. So I think what's really important is understanding what your client wants. We're going into that conversation, what you want. And I think in most business or negotiations, the, the, there is a negotiation. And for me, that's where rebates put, play that subtle role. So you're, you're, if you're a customer, and I'd be surprised if they don't always knock on your door and ask for a lower price, you can offer them that lower price using a rebate. You can say, oh, we can't just give something out for nothing. But if you do X, Y, and Z, you know, we can get you to that price. So for me, they're actually an alternative to saying no. They, the other thing as well is, I think in the modern world of transparency, I think it's really important to be open and genuine with, with your customers. More recently, I was chatting to, it was packaging materials. And they're, they're developing an eco line that's really good for the environment. And they came and knocked on our door and said, We'd like you to buy more of this eco-line, but surprise, price it's more expensive. And so we're sat there going, you know what? We want to be green. We want these eco-credentials, but we don't want to damage our profitability in the process. So how can we do this? And that's where that ratio element came in. They said, okay, let's start slowly. But what they didn't want to do was just discount the range because what, if they'd have discounted their eco-range, to make it credible or competitive, should I say, it's very difficult to recover from that. You've created a pricing point or a price perception in the market of your product. Whereas what they did was, yeah, the net price is actually subtly arranged behind the scenes. So 
I think it is about understanding what each side wants uh, and working to, to that narrative. Well, and it also sounds like it brings in the element of fairness because you're, you can justify why I heard this person got this price against. No, they got the, we're getting the exact same, you're getting the exact same price, but because of the quantity that they're buying and the rebate that they're receiving, that's why they're doing it. So it gives you that justification instead of somebody thinking that they got a higher price because they didn't negotiate as well as the other company did. Would that play a part of it? Am I reading that right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is where you can empower your clients to be in charge of their own pricing. So I've encountered scenarios before where one of the most, where you get the most friction in a negotiation is right at the start when you talk about the price. Because as much as the client can promise volume, you never know if it's truly going to be achieved. And so the seller does not want to give the discount because they haven't got the volume yet. And the buyer doesn't want to buy anything because they haven't got the price they want yet. Whereas with a rebate, you can take all of that away. You can say to them, if you deliver the volume you're promising me, you will get this price, which is the price, hopefully, you're asking for. If you do even more volume, it gets cheaper. If you do less volume, it gets more expensive. So what it does is it allows relate pricing in a volume-driven relationship to be dynamic, without having to have awkward and challenging conversations. And especially at the beginning of a relationship when the two, the, when the two have not built trust yet. So mm -hmm. both is, are trying to think that the other is trying to take advantage of them, where you had mentioned earlier about that level of transparency and putting it out there and making it really easy for them to understand so that they can see how this is more of a win. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it comes back to that word again, that transparency. I think that is absolutely critical in modern supply chains, in both sides working together and collaborating for the mutual benefit. So have you seen other ways that these B2B rebates improve margins and drive revenue for manufacturers? Yes. So... If we look, were to look at a, say, a, another real-world scenario, we at, at Enable, we had a, a case where a business didn't have any rebates, and yet they came to a rebate management software provider and said, hey, guys, we don't have rebates, but we're thinking about having some, but we're just not quite sure how they can benefit our business. But somebody has told us rebates will help us. So I was brought in and they explained the scenario. The scenario for them was they had two different types of customer. And those customers were competing with each other and driving the value of their product down. Because one customer bought in bulk and had a lower price. And the other customer bought in single units and had a higher price. So they actually net, they had different prices. The one who bought in bulk did have a lower net price. And the suggestion there was you, what you could do is you could increase the invoice price of the one who buys in bulk and give them that back as a rebate. So on the face of it, both sides are paying the same amount of money. Because in a lot of, that, a lot of the B2B world, so many people who are in charge of pricing tend to be cost plus 
So if you affect that cost without making it restricted to trading, you can stop that kind of that competition. And I think hopefully any manufacturer would agree, the more money your customer can make from their product, the better it is for you because the less likely they're going to come knocking on the door wanting it cheaper. So your customers getting into pricing competitions is the last thing you want. So that was a real example of rebates used in a scenario where actually it was just leveling the playing field at the front end, but rewarding at the back end. And then I suppose, secondly, a really another really good one is new product ranges. If you've got a new product range, again, you can go with the option of discounting and push it out at a lower price. But the danger is that the market never then recovers from that initial price point. Or what you can do is incentivize using rebates to try and... And what, what you can do as well with a rebate is it doesn't just have to reward what you bought on that range. It could reward all of the customer's spend. So again, looking at that 25% ratio, you can say to your customer, if you buy X of this, I'll give you an extra 2% back on everything. So you can really make it quite appealing. I think the key always is do the maths, make sure you're happy with it. But the good thing about a rebate is you know what you're going to pay out because if you've done all of the maths, they should always be rewarding and yeah, self-funding schemes. And they can be undone, whereas a discount is a lot harder to undo. Once somebody's paid a price, whereas a rebate, the following year, you can renegotiate the rebate structure and say it was 25%. We now want it to be 30% in this ratio, as an example. Okay. And again, it goes back to that loyalty, because if somebody knows that they have a large rebate coming from you, from the business that they've done with you, and they continue to be happy with the product and the service and everything else that they're getting, the chance of them going somewhere else seems to decrease pretty big. Yeah, it definitely makes you very sticky as a, and I think being completely honest, there was manufacturers in my last role at Grafton that we probably would have moved away from, but we couldn't because we were in this kind of rebate circle where the rebates were that rewarding to us that when we were paid them out, we had to keep spending to spend them through. At that point, we'd already earned another round of rebates that we didn't want to forfeit. So it's, yeah, it really does. It, it creates a stickiness, which, but it, it's a, to me, it's a positive stickiness. It is a, it, rather than a threat, it's a reward, if that makes sense. So if somebody was, intrigued by the idea of rebates, but has no idea actually how to get started or what types of products would be good to start with? How does somebody even consider with a wide range of products that they manufacture, how they could start offering rebates or getting involved in a rebate program? I think that there's two sides to that. I think the first is I would always recommend keep it simple to start with. And do not offer, if you've never worked with rebates before, don't offer them to every customer. Pick a couple of customers, some simple agreements, 
and monitor, understand what you're expecting and you can monitor it. If the customer's mix is currently at 23% and you've incentivized them to go to 25, you can monitor that. You can see if it's working. Is the reward big enough for what you're trying to, to incentivize? That, that's my kind of one of my biggest caveats because I, I accept as much as the company I work for offers rebate software, doesn't mean everybody's going to go out and buy rebate software. So don't start small and you probably won't get it right first time. So start small and just keep learning from it. Understand what does incentive, how much of an incentive is required to drive a behavior and what type of incentive. And then secondly, is the transparency piece. That is really important. If you're trying to reward somebody's behavior over a period of time, they need to see how they're tracking. Because otherwise, if you're, I think if you look at any high-performing activity in the world, it's really important to know where you're at to be able to push your performance further. So they're the kind of the basic tips. But then secondly, I think enable as an example, for us, we're not just about the software. We're trying to build out a community where people can use rebates the right way. My role as the evangelist, this is what I'm evangelizing. This, this is, I'm trying to move beyond the concept of uh, this rebates as creating friction and using rebates the right way. So I'm more than happy to help people and learn how to use rebates the right way. I'll, for example, be doing a few webinars on that type of thing, but I'm always happy as well to speak to people one-to-one and you just explain to them how rebates may benefit their business. So would you also maybe take a look at a pilot program? You said that there'd be a couple customers, so maybe they pick a couple really great customers that have a relationship with, and they say, listen, we're putting together a, we're experimenting with a rebate program, and we'd like you to be part of the pilot. Would that be something else they could do, or does that not really work? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good piece of advice. A couple of customers you trust and ask them, get gain their feedback throughout the process. And because again, it, it comes back to that. To me, transparency and collaborative are not selective. You're either collaborating or you're not. You're either transparent or you're not. You can't pick and choose when you're going to be those things. And for me, picking a, a client that you can work with and really uh, working to those fundamental principles throughout is i think is really good advice and yeah you will you'll learn so much because coming back to the very first point this is incentivizing a behavior so you've got to be able to make sure you can measure two things there the size of the incentive and the behavior that you're trying to drive the behavior is what you're getting back and the incentive is what your customer is getting back. So you just need to make sure that the reward from the behavior is greater than the incentive you're paying. And hopefully the two are very easily trackable and, and both from your side and from your client's side. Right, awesome. As we get to the end of our time together, if somebody did want to continue the conversation with you, what's the best way for them to do that? And what exactly do you do or can you do for them at Enable? 
Sure. So I know you're going to provide my contact details on things like LinkedIn, but by all means, reach out on to our Enable website. There's quite a few customer stories there about how they've been using rebates. Well, as I mentioned, we're also going to be doing a number of webinars, which are not talking about rebate software. They're actually talking about practical uses of rebates. And I also do a few posts on LinkedIn, very similar to that. For Enable, yes, we provide software. So this is rebate management software. So this is the cradle to grave journey from creating a contract with digital signatures, not just for your rebate, but your full B2B contract, your sales contract or your buying contract. We then interface with your systems, put all the data in, and it tells you what either you're earning as a rebate or your liability. What I really like, and it's only come out recently, is they've, they've launched something called Partner Dashboards, which means it's your instance of Enable as the manufacturer, but you can your customers get a dashboard where they can see exactly how they're tracking. So from your data, so that to me, that's really handy because they can log in at any time and see how much more they need to spend or whatever activity it is. So that's the Enable product, but we want to be so much more than software. We Our view is for Enable to be successful, we need to support the rebate community. So we have built out a community now where we're bringing together professionals who tasked with managing rebates. And we, yeah, we're just going to evolve and we're going to keep reinventing what B2B trading looks like. And with the view of the more we can turn B2B trading into mutually beneficial, beneficial relationships and smooth out disputes and things like that, that's our goal. Wonderful. Yeah, you, I will put all of your contact information in the show notes. But thank you so much for sharing so much great information about rebates. It was a really interesting <laughs> conversation that I know I learned a lot and I'm sure that my listeners did too. So thank you so much for being here, Mark. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm Lisa Ryan, and this is the Manufacturers Network Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Manufacturers Network Podcast. Do me a favor and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues so we can grow this network and connect more fantastic folks just like you. You can either send your buddies to the website at manufacturers-network.com or share the Manufacturers Network podcast on your LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you and your industry friends hang out. The bigger and faster we grow the network, the stronger and deeper the community will all have. Thanks again, and I appreciate you.